for takeoff. Well, it's greetings and salutations and welcome to another episode of Travel Heroes with me, Lindsay Garvey-Jones. Now, I have a treat for you today. We've heard over the last seven episodes from many people across our diverse industry. And it's really important that we hear from somebody who've, what I've been calling our own superheroes, our own frontline and our own key workers, because these are our wonderful agents who have been helping and supporting our customers since this pandemic has started. They've, they've rarely had a day off. They have been amending, they've been refunding and they've been supporting their customers. So I want to introduce you to somebody who we absolutely love and adore, who's been a true ambassador for Holiday Extras brand for a very long time. In fact, if we go back a few years, she won our very first uh, mini giveaway. She won our mini, hashtag win me a mini, if you remember that incentive. And we'll find out if she still has the car because it was a, a little bit of a toot toot. It was a, a glorious car. But without further ado, let me introduce you to Sham Lloyd of Tui in Heswell. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Linz. I'm fine. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to see you on a tiny little screen. Great to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. How have you been? I've been fine, actually. Yes, you know, it's it's been a strange times, but fine. Overall, fine. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Positives and negatives, but yeah. Fine, all good. What I do want to make sure that is clear as well is that Sean works for TUI and we're going to be talking about lots of different things personally and professionally. But these are Sean's own views and opinions and they don't reflect the policies and processes of TUI. We're not going to be going into any depths like that today. So I just wanted to make sure that that is completely clear. Now, you've been working in this industry for a little while now. Tell us about how you ended up working where you are now I'll try and get, keep a very long story shortish but basically after I left, left college I knew I wanted to travel and it was in my blood that I wanted to travel and, and the love of travel so I am um, first of all I applied through the lady magazine I don't know if you remember that magazine and I ended up working in Italy um, in Tuscany got paid not a lot of money but had the most wonderful summer um, and got to travel around Italy that was fabulous and then one job sort of led on to another I ended up working in the winter in ski seasons and the summer I worked for motor racing hospitality for a few years so that took me all sort of around to the different racetracks which was really exciting um, and then, yeah, when I was doing my ski seasons, um, I had a couple of guests that stayed and one was a Britannia pilot and one was a Britannia cabin crew who were married together. And I got sort of chatting to them about it. And I'd started seeing my husband by then and knew I had to sort of not be doing my ski seasons anymore. So I applied for Britannia and I got the job there. And then I did about four or five years. I didn't get kept on, you know, for the winter for the first time. So I had to do a stint in John Lewis doing the perfume. And I've got a funny story for that, but that's probably for another time. And um, yeah, so I did Britannia for, worked for Britannia for five years. I had a great time, travelled all over the place, got as far as Australia, New Zealand, used to go to the Caribbean a lot, Abu Dhabi, just fabulous five years. And then started having the kids. And then in the old, olden days of the Lumpoly days, you could move you know, and working at like your local Lumpoly at the time instead of travelling up and down the motorway to Manchester. So I ended up doing that. And then I just, you know, it's where I am. It's 10 minutes down the road. So about 20 odd years later, here I still, <laughs> still am. So, 
yeah, it's, you know, it, it's been great. We've seen lots of changes, lots of uniform changes. And, um, but, you know, I, I love it. I just, I, I do really love this job. So, yes, it, I'll be 25 years with TUI in March. So must be doing something, right? Because I've been here for that long. What is it that keeps you doing what you're doing? Because I know that I've heard it so many times. We know that travel isn't a millionaire's job. We absolutely know that. And it must be for the love of something. What is that love for you? I mean, I do love when you find the customer that, that perfect holiday for them. And, and they sort of come in sometimes a bit, not in, you know, not a good place, but they're, they're just, they're not sure what they want. And then you you take all the details and you find this perfect holiday for them and they skip out of the office with a big smile on the face. You know, it does give you a buzz. It's, you know, you do get a buzz from it we have given me so many opportunities over the years with because I am a seller and I, I, and I love selling holidays and so if there's an incentive or a competition you know I'm always first on it so I've I have been really lucky and I've won lots of opportunities traveling to Hong Kong there's Royal Caribbean I went to South Africa on the blue train safari you know all these sort of things that I probably wouldn't have chosen to do as a holiday and I've had these fabulous opportunities met some great guys on the on these trips and kept in touch with them you know Jamaica there's loads just yeah I've been really lucky I've had a you know a real good innings to in and got the most out of it that that I could really and then of course winning the car icing on the cake tell us tell us a bit more well with with the the, the mini um I mean I've still got it and every time I get in it you know him <laughs> um you know I get a smile on my face and a lot of people go oh what weren't you lucky winning but you, a lot of people don't enter these competitions and, and I've said to them if you enter them you, you've got a strong chance of of winning different things so you know they laugh at me and work because even like I was com- uh, a competition to win some jersey fudge and I was on it straight <laughs> even bothered but I just I don't know I just like a little I like a little project on the go or something to be working on so when I was furloughed you know that was frustrating because I, I, I'm not used to just doing nothing so I think that's sort of how it sort of started with me you know I, and I almost felt guilty that I've been furloughed because I know a lot of people weren't and like home workers or people in the NHS you know everyone these other people were still having to work through all this and here I was furloughed and I was so grateful because I had I did have some like free time on my hands so I just wanted to make the most of it really and that's when I started making these rainbows um so I started that off and because I've always been crafting like doing bits and bobs so I started making them and it was like a thing for the NHS you know the rainbows so um, I thought oh, well I'll make a couple and put them on Facebook and I might you know a few friends might have them so I might do about 10 <laughs> well it just went bonkers and so I was on furlough for months and I literally spent months <laughs> making rainbows I mean I did put off an awful lot of weight but that was partly down to the banana bread as well because I made them spend 20 of those furlough um but because I was just I was sitting because I, th- I had all these orders coming in and I was making and I had to just keep sitting like a little factory making these and I was getting all sore hands but anyway it was great and you know I'd walk around the town and see them hanging off people's doors and windows and then people from sort of you know all over the country started ordering them and yeah so it was really good because I did have this guilt feeling that I'd been, <laughs> been furloughed and you know that other people were still working and stuff so you know we raised about I think it was over 1200 pounds in the end for charity so I did some for went to our two charity some to Walder Hay Children's Hospital some to Maggie's of you know the cancer support and then a bit to Chester Zoo 
So the rainbows kept me going all through the summer. And then it came to that, the poppies, you know, the Remembrance Day. And um, so I did some poppies um, and they went viral as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a couple of hundred pounds of rage for Help for Heroes. Um, yeah, so that just, it just it kept, I just had something to do. And I think that's important. I think a lot of people who didn't have, say hobbies and stuff they were getting frustrated and getting a bit down I mean other things as well you know you sort of went out walking a lot and it was just something to keep your mental health in in check really you know I appreciated my local the beauty of where locally where I lived because we weren't able to travel you were allowed to have an hour's walk weren't you so I you know we go go off and walking and I just I think because it was so quiet there was no traffic on the roads you could hear the birds tweeting and it was just this weird atmosphere and just sort of um appreciated like where I live locally and absolutely and I think this is where I saw you on social media because you know we've been travel buddies haven't we for a long time Facebook friends for for longer and and it's just been brilliant because when I saw you baking you inspired me to bake and I saw you doing all these crafts and people were buying them. And like you say, you were walking around and seeing them on people's doors. You know, yeah. don't underestimate the power of what you did. You managed to raise money. You managed to give back. And in the process, I know you got sore hands, but you brought a lot <laughs> of joy to a lot of people. And you shouldn't underestimate that. And we're all very proud of you. And that's why we wanted to do Travel Heroes with you, because... Oh. We think that you you're amazing you really are amazing and you talked about the mental health side of it as well and that was something that was really at the top of everybody's agenda and still is you know it, it's mental well-being you know that mm. back to nature and walking like you said it was a completely different atmosphere and then being on furlough you said you felt really guilty and I think part and parcel of that is that you're seeing your colleagues go through it you know yeah. and I think the last 18 months has been a very different experience for different people how have your team coped how has your family coped family wise we've been fine really because I did used to sort of FaceTime my mum a lot anyway instead of calling around which is probably a bit naughty so you know before for all this lockdown nobody had really heard of zoom and teams and this that and the other so we got very proficient in our zoom quizzes I think everybody had to do a zoom quiz at some point of lockdown um so that was good fun um you know Christmas was a bit strange because we couldn't get together so we sort of had a zoom Christmas um but it, ha- it has brought us closer together and and since we've been able to sort of do more again you know like I see my sister a lot more and we do this paddle boarding that I've got into and um just sort of appreciate your time together and then with like the girls in work while we were off while we were furloughed you know I think a lot but we all struggled a little bit at some point or other and so we we kept in touch with each other and called each other and you know if you were having a down day you'd speak to one of your colleagues and they'd get you back up and if they were having a bit of it you know it, it worked like that really and so you knew you had the support we set up a little whatsapp group um so we did that as well and then also like locally I mean you know a, po- a positive from from lockdown in our in our little street where we lived we started doing when you could go out slightly a bit more we were doing the um bingo we used to call it blingo on a Thursday night so throughout the week uh, the neighbours would drop um presents you know prizes at my front door I'd give them a spray down with the the disinfectant mm-hmm. and then on Thursday night I put my sparkly jacket on get my balls out <laughs> <laughs> 
guys, um, bingo balls. And um, we used to do bingo on a Thursday night in the street to be shouting the numbers out and the kids in the street would love it. And it was all socially distanced, but it just brought the whole street together. And there's lots of single ladies and stuff who live in our street. So they were, you know, all part of it and everyone have a little glass of wine. And it was it was really, really nice. And we started a WhatsApp group in the road because we was I was conscious there was lots of single people in the road. So just you know sort of a keep in touch with everybody and 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 since that you know a lot of people with their neighbors you just nod and say hello but you don't really know them well since then we're, we're like this little community now um and there's people with allotments and we're passing each other veg and and then there's a gang of us who are like we go out socially well we, we would never have done that before now you know and we're all little nipping into each other's back gardens for a glass of wine it, you know it's, it's lovely so that's been a real positive out of all this that's that's happened that speaks volumes for what you've managed to do within your community and create a stronger community as a result of it and it's it's one of the good things that comes out of the pandemic isn't it you the power of speech and community and strength and support within just your street you know and to meet people and really help each other you've just said you know you were passing veg to each other because you're you're sharing stuff and people are growing stuff in in their back gardens or have allotments and things and I just think that is one of the most wonderful things to have come out of this whole pandemic. How yeah. is that? Tell me a bit more about your paddle boarding because ladies and gents, listeners, our lovely listeners, let me tell you <laughs> the pictures that I see on social media when Sham goes paddle boarding. I don't know how you don't drop your phone in the water. Let me tell you that, because if it was me, it'd be gone. But the beautiful sunsets, tell me where you go to go paddleboarding. Tell me how you stay on and tell me what it means to you. Okay, well, I am very lucky that I live in West Kirby and I'm literally a stone's throw away from the Marine Lake. So it's been well known for windsurfing over the years. And I've, I've lived in West Kirby for a long time. And I've walked around the lake a million times and I've always thought, you know, I should do something on the lake. And But I've never sort of did anything. I was more of just a walk around her. And then for my 50th birthday, a friend bought me some paddle boarding lessons, like a little taster session. And I got the book then. Um, and then I was going to get a paddleboard. Then it all sort of everything locked down. So that went by the by. And then, yeah, so I managed to get hold of one. And when the lake, well, the lake was closed for a little bit. So I went in the sea um but just sort of off where the lake is and that was fantastic and then yeah so most nights I mean if, if I've had a bit of a stressful one in work if I just go on my little paddleboard in the evening it just resets me um you know you're lucky to get lucky to get those lovely sunsets and then we take the family on board like last night I went with my son who's 17 and doesn't usually like to be seen out with his mother but anyway off we went and tootled around the lake it was great um and you see people while you're tootling around so you can say hello but it was really busy last night um but I'll, I'll probably go again tonight because it, it's nice but it's just really relaxing it's it's just uh, I don't know what it is and it's not difficult it's just you've just got to get your balance basically that's the, the way to do it once you've got your balance you're away but um it's something about being by the water just live, living by the coast and um yeah it just sort of resets you for the the day and and then when the weather's bad and I you know I can't do my paddleboarding I'll, I'll try and go to a yoga or pilates I'm a real big into that as well just anything to reset you for the next day beautiful yeah. absolutely wonderful we should all take a leaf out of your book I should do more <laughs> yoga honestly <laughs> oh it's great yoga now that must help you a lot like you said when you've had a bit of a day where you need to really unwind and start to relax mm -hmm. you've got a lot of loyal customers how have they found it yeah it, it, it yes it has been difficult I mean we've got we do have lots of regular customers where we are 
and we we have quite a few older customers and and most of them are all right but some of them who haven't got smartphones and don't understand technology they've been a little bit freaked out about everything so we've sort of amended them really to, to next year rather than stressing and losing sleep about PCR tests and filling this form in and if you haven't got a smartphone you're going to really sort of struggle so they've amended to next year and hopefully by then everything will have calmed down a bit but um, you've got a real mixed bag of people at the moment there's a lot of people who are still desperate to go away under whatever circumstances don't mind paying for whatever for whatever test they just need to get away you know we have lots of people who've worked for the NHS who are just like I just need my holiday you know I've got, I had one girl one a friend of mine she's I'm not joking she changed a holiday it's got to be nearly seven times she's been all around the world because she was doing a research going, oh, well the Maldives look like they're going to stay green for a while she booked that change oh um well I've looked at Bulgaria that looks like it yeah booked it next day Bulgaria decided they didn't want people in changed it again to something else so, oh, she went to Morocco all over but anyway she ended up going to Crete so I said right I want photographic evidence of you on the beach because <laughs> I'm going to put Punching out, get the party poppers out because you've got nothing flipping on today. So anyway, she came back in the other day and she she went through all the, the way the testing and everything. And it's good to hear it firsthand if somebody's been away. And she said it was fine. And she put a big box of baklava in and some all the Turkish um, Cretan bits and bobs. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was nice to see that she had <laughs> a nice time after all that effort. Oh, bless them. I think she's very typical of what a lot of our trade partners have been doing and feeling over the last 18 months. So, you know, people feel very fatigued and they've not even been anywhere yet. They've just mm. had amendment after amendment. It has been really tough. What advice would you give to anybody who's looking to get into the travel industry as a career right now? What would you what would you tell them? Well, I think, you you know, if you if you do love traveling, if you have a passion for travel, um, I think you've got to be adaptable. Um, you know, every every week is different. Every day is different. Different things, you know, are thrown at you. And it's obviously it's a bit different at the moment. But there's so many people who desperately want to go on holiday that this once it is all right to start going again, it, surely travel is going to boom and the high street's going to boom because people want to interact with people more, you know, on one to one. So I think it's probably a good time, I would like to say, to get back into it because it's good once it takes off. I mean, all these, when you think, all this two, almost two years of pent up, I want to go on holiday. You know, I think it gives you lots of opportunities getting into travel. Like you say, it's a, it's a good career to go into, you know, lots of opportunities. And with TUI, you can go into retail and then a lot of people go off and do cabin crew the opposite way around to what I've done it so there are you know opportunities to move about and I think if you want to progress if you're you know career minded you want to progress up to management you know there are real opportunities to do that as well. Uh, back in the day I used to work for Lum Poly and they were fantastic I loved every single minute of my Lum Poly slash TUI career and we love TUI you, you're one of our best partners as well and we love going on conference we love supporting you we have so much fun together and I think we're all very special people aren't we I'd like to think that anyway because yes we're fun loving but we're very passionate like you said comes from the passion within very resilient but we sort of have to do so many different things it's not just selling holidays you know there's there's an awful lot sort of packed into being a a travel agent that people don't don't realize so I think yeah flexibility and all sorts of stuff but it is well I'm still here 25 years later so you absolutely love it Sean where do you like going on holiday where would you recommend well I which goes back to when I did my Tuscany stint I love Italy anything Italian I love we had our honeymoon in Sorrento which was wonderful 20 odd years ago and um, when the kids were little we used to do the, a lot of these alfresco holidays you know they're camping in the mobile all around Italy and France they were fabulous for the kids and then 
just a change, really. I mean, I would go back to Italy at the drop of a hat, but for the Caribbean, I, I went on a trip to Jamaica. I thought Jamaica was wonderful. I think that's a fabulous place to go. But um, Croatia is really pretty. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have to go far, far, you know, like Australia or that sort of thing, because I've, maybe I've been there and, and done that. But I just, I really love Italy. I mean, that that is my favourite place. So that's where I always recommend to people if they come in and say, well, where would you go? That's what I say I would go to. Sorrento or whatever yeah always a really difficult question when you do work in travel and somebody outside of travel who says to you where's your favorite place and you think oh my gosh I just think the whole planet is my favorite place you know and looking forward towards the future it's something that we really want to try and protect you know climate change is very much on the agenda as well so you're very very conscious of where you're going to the resort and trying to reduce your carbon footprint etc so you know there's a lot more thought and consideration going into future holidays now I think because Mm. I'd be more adventurous I want to go away and have an adventure I've just had yeah. a fall and flop and I loved it but I love going off having an adventure as well so mm-hmm. yeah lots and lots to think about more in the future so thinking more towards the future Sham, what do you think the next 12 months is going to look like what are you most excited about we are starting to get a sense of normality back sort of um and I just I think it's an exciting time because we can see a rise in footfall. The bookings are starting to come in. The Bureau, the Foreign Exchange is starting to work again. And it, you just feel that it, it can only sort of go in a positive direction and go back up. Now, I think I'd like to think Touchwood, we've been through the worst. So things can only get better. That is my thought. That's and I think that we will end on that. But I have one more question for you, Sharm. I and Holiday Extras are going to whisk you off to a five-star paradise Holiday Extras island, but you're only allowed to take three things with you, and those three things can't be another human. What can't you live without? Gosh, that's a hard one. Oh, gosh. Um, I love a podcast. So is that counted with my earphones? Yes, you can. My phone, listening to podcasts, not just to scroll through social media. Um I would take my crochet hook and yarn <laughs> and oh, I'd probably take a banana loaf with me as well. <laughs> <laughs> All the good things that came out of lockdown yeah. and pandemic for you, you'd very much take with you because, you know, they're quite significant, obviously. Your banana bread, your crochet and your wool and, and a good old podcast. Yeah. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that time is very, very precious. So I'd like to thank you and your manager and to thank Tui also for allowing you the time to come on and record today. Thank you so, so much. And I hope to see you and the mini soon yes you soon it'd be lovely to see you again oh well thank you for asking me feel very honored (laughs) you're an absolute superstar but thank you for supporting the holiday extras brand as well and give our love to all of the TUI team at Hezbollah and all of the TUI teams all over the UK. So thank you so much for doing everything that you do. Lovely listeners, thank you all for listening as well. And if there's ever somebody that you want us to interview or, you know, there's something that you'd like us to cover, then please get in touch with me. I'm lindsay.garvey-jones at holidayextras.com. And we shall see you very shortly for season two as we wrap up season one. We hope that you've enjoyed Travel Heroes just as much as we've enjoyed making it so we will see you very soon ta-ta for now on behalf of the flight crew thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant stay 
Travel Heroes is a podcast by Holiday Extras. Less hassle, more holiday. <laughs>